I think I'm going to keep that for the intro music from now on in, unless anybody takes umbrage with it. Uh, and in case you're wondering, that's Teenage Fan Club from the uh, the epic bandwagon-esque LP on Creation Records. And uh, that's the last track off the LP. And it's entitled, uh, Is This Music? Which could be a question or poser that you could apply to the whole shooting match of what I'm going to be playing for the next little while. Um, lots of goodies coming up. This week, um, my interviews that I had set up have all been bumped a day or two here and there. So what I'm going to do is uh, there'll be a couple next week. I'm lining up uh, some chit-chat with uh, Matt from Dodgy and uh, a couple of other things happening as well. So uh, in keeping with trying to have an interview on every show, it's not always going to work, but uh, sometimes you might have two or three. You never do know. So I can tell you what you could expect to listen to uh, for the next little while on this particular programme, which is indeed called Near Perfect Pitch. You can uh, reach out to me, because I am essentially Near Perfect Pitch. You can uh, email the show at nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, and I keep using the plural uh, in terms of us and we, but it's it's me. Um, so it's near Perth Pitch. That is the Twitter handle, Oscar Charlie Wilco, and uh, near Perfect Pitch is the Facebook page. So uh, send in your requests. I'll be delighted to attend to them. You can expect to hear some uh, Love and Rockets, some Fall. It's always going to be Fall. Wedding Present, some Steve Mason off his new LP, some Fanfarlo, some Money. Uh, some dodgy in uh, in preparation for the chat that we're having with Matt this Sunday. Some electronics, some stone roses, some slow dive. Lots of good stuff, really. But we'll kick things off, methinks, with this. What are you doing? Place to rust. 
were bleeding As they watched the thin lips shaking Lost their nerve, we'd gone too far Yes, we had to rage so hard Gather the bruised and imperfected The cursed and the rejected We'll take them to our ship We'll fly away from here We're taking all our culture Leave them all to rust We're leaving our big dust
kickoff is it really um two tracks from 94 and 96 respectively uh first song we heard was uh, uh the title track to kitchens of distinctions um cowboys and aliens on uh, one little indian records through a and m uh, in north america and uh, a band i have an immense amount of fondness for and i reckon you should try and buy all their back catalog and after that what we've just heard uh, silver sun from uh, 1996's Polydor release, their first LP proper, uh, self-titled, and that was uh, one of the singles, one of many off this record, actually. I think we've got four or five singles off this album. Uh, that was Golden Skin. And um, I mentioned earlier that I will be having a chit-chat with uh, with Matthew from, um, from Dodgy, who's currently... Uh, uh, playing the skins for Ian McNabb, who uh, is on tour. Ian McNabb, uh, uh, essentially the icicle works, and uh, a solo artist very much in his own right, uh, promoting his new record. Uh, so hopefully having a chat with Matt on Sunday and then have the fruits of that chat to share with you on the next show, which I'll record one night uh, from today. So here's some dodgy to get you in the mood.
that song really dates me. That's from 1986. That's Love and Rockets, essentially the, uh, essentially Bauhaus, really. Uh, songs, uh, Pete Murphy, uh, my favourite record of theirs, uh, as I say, from 86 on Beggar's Banquet Records, from the seventh dream of Teenage Heaven. That's A Private Future. And again, it goes without saying, I reckon you should buy that record. I'm not, go- I'm not on any list. I'm not on any payola list. I'm not on any commission structure. I just want to play some decent tunes and hopefully uh, you've either heard them and like them and are happy to hear them again or you've heard them for the first time and think, hang on a minute, he's not as daft as he looks, he's actually playing some decent tunes. There's a great uh, great line from that one, it's, you know, live, live the life you love, use the God you trust and don't take it all too seriously. Quite a mantra really that I think uh, a lot of people could do well to adhere to. Um, and before that, uh, a really nice anthemic ditty from, uh, from, from Dodgy. And uh, that's Grassman, and it's on various incarnations and records. And uh, but this one is uh, from the 1999 compilation uh, on A uh, and M Records uh, called Ace A's and Killer B's. And I said that's uh, that's called Grassman, and I'm pretty sure it's not about lawn clippings. Um, the Lars, the lads, the lads. Um, one of one of my. Uh, most most favouritist bands uh, they, they started off and, and ended on Go Discs, they uh, released one album proper a box set, a series of sessions uh, and a BBC compilation that I'll be uh, talking about in just a second and for a band that has only one studio album I counted up all the uh, all the material I had and I was blown away, I had 28 Lars albums plus a box set and 16 singles for a band whose output was one studio album. That's uh, mind-blowing, really. Um, so the Lars have got uh, a very, very small back catalogue in, in, in terms of the records that made the uh, the final cut for the, for the LP. But uh, many, many fans, myself included, think the versions that they... Uh, they, they recorded over a series of sessions for the BBC, largely at the Made Vale studios there, are wonderful in their own right and often better than the original version so um, if you've not bought this record it's actually cheap like chips that's going for about I think £5.99 or uh, £11.99 on on, on Amazon.ca.com .co.uk all about the same but uh, point is cheap for the 17 tracks that you get for your money this is feeling
I think you'll find that I'm right. I think that is a far superior version to the one that's on, on the record. And uh, I suggest you look at all 17 tracks, spend the money, do yourself a favour. Uh, we're going to go to Oxford next from Liverpool, going to be playing some Ride. Um, I record this show on a weekly basis, so just so you know, it's Wednesday uh, evening at about uh, 25 past 7 Eastern Standard Time here in Ottawa. And um, fresh from watching the Liverpool-Chelsea game and uh, watching the goals go in as Newcastle got relegated, Eric's going to be popping by in about an hour for some chit-chat football-wise. And uh, we'll be talking about the end of the season and uh, some Liverpool-centric, Arsenal-centric stuff there, as well as football in general. Uh, hoping to get uh, Mr Grobbelar on the show next week, if I can track him down. He's, he's still uh, missing an action, and I'm hoping to, uh, to nail him down and get uh, his, his erudite uh, commentary on a lot of the goings-on of late uh, in, in the world of football. Anyway, uh, we, we did say, me, we, us, I did say that we're going to Oxford.
some shoegazy goodness, that, from their second LP, that Slow Dive, from uh, 93 on Creation, and uh, from the LP Suvlaki, that is Suvlaki Space Station. And uh, prior to that, uh, we had some Ride, uh, from Going Blank again, from uh, the year prior, from 92, and that's uh, that's Mousetrap that we heard. Um, speaking of, uh, of Slow, uh, Rachel uh, Goswell put on her Facebook today that... Uh, there's going to be a new Slow Dive record uh, this year, it seems, which is very good news for folk like me. And um, don't forget about Rachel's project, uh, Minor Victories. Uh, it's, a, it's a super group of sorts and uh, features Rachel from Slow Dive, uh, Stuart Braithwaite from, uh, from Mogwai, uh, Justin Lockie from uh, The Editors, and also filmmaker uh, James Lockie. Uh, and uh, it's got a release that's forthcoming. And if you want to get a taster for what it's like, you can you can find uh, on the old YouTube there, uh, Minor Victories, 100 Ropes, the official video. And rather good it is too. And I suggest uh, keeping your eye on that. Go to their website at uh, minor-victories.com and uh, subscribe to the mailing list so you don't miss a trick when it comes to uh, all their forthcoming releases. Um, also, uh, on, on Tinterweb today, um, saw an awful lot of activity in Manchester with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of citrus fruit, namely lemons, being uh, posted all all throughout town. And um, it seems to me that there's uh, something brewing in in, in the, the the wonderful world of the stone roses. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, not necessary to me, but uh, be aware. Uh, and it looks like there's going to be some news forthcoming concerning uh, the stone roses, which of course I'm looking forward to. I hope, uh, as they say in uh, popular vernacular, they've not uh, uh, jumped the shark tank or whatever the heck it was that Fonzie did. Uh, I just I hope and I hope and I pray that. Uh, uh, bands understand when when they uh, when they're well and truly past it, and so should uh, hang up their boots. Uh, Stone Roses, well, we'll have to wait and see. If it's anything like Ian Brown solo material, uh, uh, sign me up. Um, so coming up next, band from Manchester, uh, Money, uh, and it's from their second record on uh, a, a record label started by uh, ex Cocteau twin Simon Raymond, uh, Bella Union. Um, some of their catalogue is available uh, quite easily in North America through uh, various distributors uh, and of course the whole shooting match is available in the UK and Europe. Um, anyway, uh, one of the bands that uh, Simon did sign to his label uh, was, was Monet. Uh, and they've got two records to date, uh, both on his label. Uh, the Shadow of Heaven released in uh, 2013 and just very recently in, uh, at the end of January, uh, Suicide Songs. Yeah, yeah, not exactly upbeat, chipper banter and tunes. However, wonderful music. I really must attest to uh, uh, to the, the wonderment I've experienced uh, just this week in listening to all their material. And I can thank Eric, who's forthcoming. He's going to be popping by in about uh, 50 minutes or so for a bit of chit-chat. Um, I honestly had never paid them any attention until he literally arm-wrestled me and forced me to listen to this.
comparable wedding present and that is from uh, 1989's Bizarro LP and a single from the same year I think I saw them three times uh, uh, on that tour uh, losing my mind at, uh, at every instance um, I love the wedding present so we went uh, from Manchester to Leeds uh, and we'll be going to uh, New Zealand in a minute just wanted to remind you however uh, that you can uh, be in touch with uh, Near Perfect Pitch you can email uh, the show at nearperfectpitch at gmail.com you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Near Perf Pitch and uh, Near Perfect Pitch is a Facebook page in its own right and I uh, uh, put all the the tracks that I play on any given podcast up there Uh, send me any requests, any banter what do you like, what don't you like Uh, free range really I'm very receptive on the whole anyway Uh, so I did mention that we're going to be going to uh, New Zealand for our next pit stop
95. That's uh, the Boo Radleys with uh, Wake Up Boo. And I uh, just want to refresh your memory in terms of what we've heard so far. The show's only been on for about an hour and five minutes, and uh, I've rattled through a lot of tunes here. We've had uh, Kitchens of Distinction, Silver Sun, Dodgy, Love and Rockets, The Lars, Ride, Slow Dive, Money, The Wedding Present. And we've just had a hat trick there uh, from, starting from the beginning, we heard uh, just a brilliant, brilliant single from 1986 from Dunedin, New Zealand's uh, uh, The Chills. Uh, so I love my leather jacket, and so you should. Uh, and uh, for those of you that uh, remember the Chills, they they did uh, uh, release a series of records uh, in the 80s and 90s, and then disappeared for, for quite a long time. But uh, on the the Fire Records label, which uh, Pat Fish was talking about uh, a couple of shows ago, um, and uh, he was alluding to the fact that he was having a lot of, well, all of his back catalogue uh, reissued. Uh, that's all of his uh, glass record stuff, all his creation stuff, uh, reissued through Fire in at least two box sets. Well, Fire Records have released the latest Chills album, which uh, saw light of day at the end of last year. It's called Silver Bullets, and I'll be playing some stuff from that, I'm sure, in uh, in coming weeks. Uh, anyway, just give you an update on, on the Chills. A very underrated band, as I tend to say a lot of... Uh, uh, sorry, as I tend to say a lot about a lot of the bands that I play, rather. Um, so, that was the, the, the beginning of the hat-trick. Then we had the 12-inch version of uh, Creep, or C-R-E-E-P, depending on what you want to call it, by uh, by The Fall. And then, of course, uh, Wake Up Boo by The Boo Radleys. Not bad stuff, really. As a reminder, again, follow us on uh, Twitter at uh, nearperfpitch. Uh, drop me a line at nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. And uh, make sure you like our Facebook page, Near Perfect Pitch, and visit it for... Uh, Lots of uh, music and football-related goodies uh, and such like. So I, uh, I'm waiting for Eric just to, to be my foil for some, for some banter because, uh, you know, I'm looking at a wall here and it's rather difficult to to G up some kind of conversation. So I'll wait for Eric and uh, I'm going to play a couple more songs now for you and uh, I'm going to ruminate as to what I'm going to play after these two. <laughs>
Mason. That's uh, the lead track from Steve Mason's new release. Uh, it's new in my hot little hands because my postman was uh, playing silly beggars, but uh, it's been out for about four weeks, I believe. That's called Water Board, and Board is spelled as in Chairman of the Board a la Iggy Pop. And uh, as you'd expect, Steve Mason, it's not a massive departure if you're a fan of Steve Mason, and I think being that it's not a massive departure can only be a good thing. If you're unfamiliar with Steve Mason, um, you may well have heard of uh, the Beta Band uh, all those years ago. And uh, then uh, after their split, there was uh, some, some projects that Steve Mason put forth under the guise of uh, King Biscuit Time uh, and Black Affair. 
and this is a solo record in its own right and you can snag it from uh, stevemasontheartist.com should you wish or through a litany of other uh, places such as iTunes and the Google equivalent and all that uh, and all that kind of caper. Uh, now it is time for the requisite cover version of the week. It's supposed to be playing. It's supposed to be playing. I swear to God, it's supposed to be playing. I'm going to press the button extra hard. This should be the one of dice.
have taken my heart away Now you know me inside out You know my secrets That was my sanctuary That was my secret I need to hide things from you That's Fiat Lux, uh, for those of you schooled in Latin, which I was at one one point and have forgotten categorically everything. Uh, it means, uh, I believe, let there be light. So Fiat Lux, they were uh, formed in uh, in Yorkshire, in Wakefield, in, in 82, and that is a single from 1984. And uh, interestingly, Steve Wright, lead vocals, uh, Dave Crickmore was guitars, bass, keyboards, uh, and Ian Nelson, 
uh, band member, one of the three uh, on sax and keyboards. He's the the younger brother of uh, of bebop deluxe uh, and other bands and incarnations. Bill Nelson. So a uh, bit of a bit of history for you there. Uh, and there was a cataclysmic blunder there. I've realised that in the studio. Uh, I can't prance around air guitaring and pretending that I'm something that I'm not without uh, uh, rendering a skip or two. And that's what happened uh, in the throes of Las Vegas's uh, Flowers and Football Tops, for which I can only apologise for. Um, so I, I had uh, I had uh, planned on a little bit of a segue there, but it's categorically uh, knackered by virtue of me uh, pretending that I was Keith Richards there for a second. Um, so uh, I'll give you a little rundown of what we've just been been, uh, been listening to. Echo Belly, uh, great things, kicked off everything. Then we had uh, Steve Mason from his uh, latest and greatest, which you uh, can, can order from his website or uh, any number of other places. Uh, every week we like to uh, feature a cover version. That uh, one in particular was by the Wannadies from, uh, from Sweden. And uh, that's their uh, rendition of uh, the Violent Femmes' Blister in the Sun. Song One, Side One, from their uh, 1983 uh, self-titled affair, I seem to remember. Uh, so we're going to hear some Echo and the Bunnymen next, and uh, might be able to squeak in some Mull Historical Society, some Fanfarlo, some James, I'm pretty sure I'll get around to some Stone Roses and some Electronic, amongst other things. Say 
Goodness me. Can't beat a bit of the bunny man, can you? No. That wasn't hey. me throwing my voice. That's Eric. He showed up. And uh, that was uh, the bunny man, uh, Seven Seas. I remember buying that single like it was yesterday. It's a beauty. It is, certainly. So, welcome, Eric. He's, uh, he's here for a little while. Uh, this show, unlike the, the previous two, I'm interviewless. The interviews that I'd uh, slated and, and queued up are. Uh, they're going to happen. But so more music rather than our dribble, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So less less me, less bants, as it were, uh, more tunes. We've got through a lot of tunes, by the way, and you couldn't possibly have heard them because we're not live, of course, but uh, you'll hear them later. Eric, uh, we're going to play some uh, electronic uh, in, in a couple of minutes, uh, but let's have a little chit-chat. Did you watch the game this afternoon? I only caught part of it while at the gym, <laughs> making me sound as though I'm active. Oh, that's sickening. My cousin's actually here. Um, and unfortunately, all I saw was the Hazard. Uh, oh, did you? Okay. Well, my cousin's here from Estonia, and he's, he's here for a couple of weeks, and he's got like a two-week gym membership, which makes me feel terrible, because he was asking me all these questions. I know, I know nothing of the gym. It's like some parallel universe. <laughs> so I went with him to Good Life, and I was absolutely blown away seeing people on these gadgets and treadmills and all walks of life. There's one some in scary, the, some otherwise. Yeah, we, we were, we're on uh, Elgin and it's, uh, there's some, there's some uh, right downtown, there's, it's, it's character filled. And, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of treats. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of treats. I'm just gonna queue up the next song here while I'm multitasking. Um, you, you weren't privy to the, uh, the blunder I was, I was prancing around here because you know, unless you really want to have a, have a look in the studio, you've gotta make a concerted effort to, you know, stick your face against the glass and have a look in. So I was prancing around like a complete pillock and uh, skipped a track. So, <laughs> so the, everybody heard half of uh, Las Vegas's uh, flowers and football tops, and then it went straight into Fiat Lux. Boom. Not even intended to be a mix. But anyway, these things happen. So uh, you saw the game. The, the implications were essentially nothing other than momentum uh, and putting yourself in the shop window, which I think Hazard has finally pulled up his socks and said, hang on a minute, I'm, I should probably play the last couple of games of the season, seeing yeah, as soon as I want to move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I guess you've... Uh, Klopp's putting his uh, all his eggs in the final uh, basket to uh, to get that European spot. I think uh, I think he'd be daft to do otherwise. I mean, sitting in eighth as after today. Yeah, with, it's, uh, it's inconsequential. What you want to do? I think the ideal ideal situation is well, first of all, the, the eleven that started today are he's he's basically said are the eleven that are to uh, to start in uh, in Basel or Baal or whatever you want to call it this week. Um, he, uh, I don't think it. Uh, his choice was a bad choice. I think the players, if you're a footballer and you're thinking, I'm in the starting 11, uh, you just don't want to get injured. Bottom line is you want, you want to be out there and do the best you can, but you just don't want to overcommit. And it was a, at times it looked, well, Chelsea had got the golf clubs out, uh, not playing for anything. And we were sort of 
just trying to get the game out of the way without it uh, getting away from us, as it were. So it, or, it or injuring. Well, yeah, it wasn't the, the best yeah. watch in the world, but it was. It's, it's it, end of the season. Uh, but I don't care if we play. These games have end of the season uh, written all over them when there's when there's very little at they stake. They do, but when, yeah. when you're playing Chelsea, I mean, you don't even lose at Tiddlywinks to Chelsea, right? You want to give them a good hiding. So. And I'm uh, sure a 92nd minute equaliser felt like uh, you know a last minute uh, felt almost as good as the last. If it's going to be a one-one, you want it to be a one-one where you come in and steal two points. Yes, that's what you want. So that's that's what effectively happened. But despite Norwich actually finding their, their form and scoring four at home. And nice one, the fourth. He's uh, tidy, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, and then they can't play good football at times, but uh, so they're going to hurtle down, and who knows if they're going to... And unfortunately, on our end, it uh, look Sunderland sending uh, sending their neighbours down... Uh, it's as sweet may as it make, gets. May make Sunday's match uh, at home, the, the Newcastle's match at home against Spurs... Uh, Nothing but a run out, and hopefully they'll want to put on a show bef- in front of their supporters one last time in the Premier League before they're uh, playing in the Championship. And and because uh, uh, well, three weeks ago, down, I, 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 you know, we still have we still have a small chance of a Saint Totteringham. You do, but three weeks ago, you, you know, you, th- that was potentially a relegation slash champion, uh, you know, uh, you know, Champions of England type match, but yeah. uh, it's proved to be a bit of a bit of a damp squib. Uh, so Newcastle are down, Norwich are down. Villa were down at Christmas, um, with the influx of cash coming into the league. You know, could <laughs> no one chooses, but it is the worst year sure. to go down. <laughs> and you cataclysmically think that he, so. You know, and Mike Ashley uh, being such a book manager over a f- football club manager or well, uh, uh, operator, yeah. um, uh, owner that uh, it's. Uh, it's a it's a it's a bad year to miss out on that money. He's going to have to sell a lot of lot of uh, sporting equipment. That's for sure. What do you think uh, Rafa is going to do since? Uh, oh, he's he, gone. Yeah, he's gone. I mean, he, it, that's well documented. It's probably an exaggeration, but to those in the know, have been saying for a long time that he's had a, a clause in his contract since inception. Saying, yeah. you know, and he's probably not going to apply his trade in uh, in Huddersfield and. Uh, well, I thought it was a good appointment, but it was just two months too late because McLaren was, was about as much use it. as a chocolate he teapot. On it, and McLaren yeah. lost four of his last five matches in charge, and uh, and then it still took time for Rafa to to, right. to, to, to actually gambled. He thought he thought this is this is you know it's just, it's just like Vegas stakes, isn't yeah. it? So we, all he wanted to do was get fourth from bottom. Doesn't yeah. care otherwise, and uh, it backfired uh, wonderfully, didn't it? Really, and and. I've lived in the northeast, and you had a small. You, you, you've mentioned in the past you have a small, uh, a small place in your hearts, but well, uh, well not a small place. <laughs> I mean, my sister was born there, and and uh, the people are lovely, and, and it's it's one of the few places that remind me of Liverpool and real salt of the earth parochial types. You know, being that I've got the, Lord, the Yorkshire, <laughs> Yorkshire, Liverpool, northeast connections. Um, so it's it's going to be immensely sweet for the Roker posse to see to see Newcastle go down. Um, and there's there's no there's no guarantee that anyone's going to come back up, and you know, you, you, especially Villa. I mean, I can see Villa just just hurtling faster than gravity down, 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 unless they, they could, can get they the business. Find, they could find themselves in a Leeds like situation. Yeah, or they could be doing a Bolton. They could be doing all sorts. But uh, uh, it's it's a sad state of affairs. I think it's the first season in recent memory where there's not been something at stake on the final day because all three are down mm-hmm. a week a week ahead with with a game to go. So. You know, for the neutrals who just love football and want a bit of excitement, positioning when, between second, third, and fourth is really, you know, it's 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 uh, the only, the only thing that is of any interest really is, is if uh, 
the Man United Man City situation. If they switch swaps, yeah, spots, and yeah. Uh, it looks highly, highly unlikely. I mean, City have to get thumped, and United have to do the opposite and give give Bournemouth a, a very, very, very good hiding. City got uh, Swansea away, right? Yeah, Swansea playing well yes. of late, but uh, we'll see. And so, uh, so United's home home to Bournemouth. Home, home to Bournemouth, yeah. Who plays some tidy football, but. Uh, I would suspect them uh, being at home will, will, will be enough for three. So City just have to draw. So that's interesting because it's, con- it's entirely possible that, uh, well, Man United without uh, Champions League football is an, it's just an unequivocal disaster for them, really. Um, transfer market, bringing players in. Uh, if you've got a team like Liverpool being biased, of course, is that if, we're not in, if you're not in Europe, players will want to play for Klopp. There's not many players that will be clamouring and scrambling to uh, play football under the regime of uh, Louis van Gaal, in my humble opinion. The Dutch thumb. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he was, uh, did you see how he looked an assassin with his sunglasses on? on, on. Yeah, it's, it's just, doesn't matter what that bloke does, he just, he's just a perpetual parody of himself. It's just, it's a shame, I actually feel sorry for him and... and He's had his he's had his he's had his golden moments this year with you know shash masochism. Yeah, Louis van Gaal's army. Immensely embarrassing. So so there's not an awful lot to play for. Um, so I think it's going to be championship time watching the playoffs there. That should be a should be a bit of a cracker. What about Arsenal? What's happening in your neck of the woods? Uh, there's of course all the uh, stories of uh, of. Sanchez uh, potentially be, the transfer rumors of him being off this summer. Well, his wife wants to go shopping elsewhere. No, he uh, after the uh, after coming off, I think it was around eighty fourth minute or so um, in uh, the match against um, uh, not this weekend um, Norwich the think weekend Pube, before, and uh, he uh, he was pulled off and and. You know the man wants to play all the time. It's it's you know Wenger's mentioned it, but in the past that yeah. it's hard to keep him His own worst enemy, on a really. pitch. And he yeah, and he uh, he he got you know he got yanked off probably to preserve him for another uh, for, for the next weekend uh, against uh, City. And uh, uh, he apparently you know walked out the tunnel and walked down the tunnel and out of the stadium. Uh, uh, you know, without uh, coming back and joining the team on the on the Look, bench. I'm not digging and deep through Arsenal trivia, but no. that, 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 that I had not read that. So that well, it, it, it's funny. Uh, one of the uh, one of the more prominent Arsenal uh, blogs, Ars Blog. Yeah. So what else are you going to call your uh, your, your blog about Arsenal? Um, he they they had heard about they, they had heard about the story and they sat on it for. Uh, four or five days um, and then it came out and then once that happened they started talking about it because they didn't uh, they, they really didn't feel you know as a fan uh, as a supporters page it's worth uh, you don't want to be the ones uh, with leaking, the wooden spoon right? information and, and uh, once it came out of course it's really just going to be a lot of uh, uh, transfer fodder uh, transfer speculation fodder and, and uh, I don't think there's much to it I think uh He's probably been unhappy with the result. You can see it in some of his move, some of his, uh, his 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 histrionics on the pitch. Well, not histrionics, but his 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 behavior on the pitch. He's looked unhappy and frustrated at times. I, I never thought he ever looked happy but unless I, he just scored. To but be I re- well, it's it is true. He's he's always down to work. But uh, um, there's been rumors of some disgruntled discussions on the training ground no bust ups or anything uh, severe him, him just verbalizing, verbalizing to other, other frustrations players or other to players and more stuff. to the coaching staff to Wenger okay. and they're not on the best of terms at the moment but and of course you know there's the talk that he's still he's got two years on his contract and would they offload him with two years left on the contract uh, you know for more 
um, I really don't see in a year that we need to per- in a summer that we need to purchase mm. players. He's twenty. Uh, he's twenty seven. You know, he of course he's at prime resale value, but he wasn't a player we bought for resale, and I really don't envision uh, well, well, him being somebody that we cash in well, on Eric, unless the there's a real, real problem that even the media has not gotten a hold of yet. You never know, but uh, there's no smoke without fire, really, nowadays. And, and if the if if the unfortunate happened, where would he go? Where's there room for him? Are you thinking PSG, well, Bayern, as as Bayern, Bayern, and, Bayern and Juventus have both come in and, and, uh, and said they want him. Um, okay, you know. so Germany, Italy, no Spanish interest. Surprisingly well, not. Fit him I, mean, in, though, I, right? I can't. I'm, I can't imagine if he. If, I mean, if he was put on the market, I can't couldn't get in the Barca team. Would, I can't imagine that Real would would, would turn him down. Um, I don't think he has allegiance one way or the other between Catalonia and uh, excuse me and uh, and Madrid. So it's. Uh, you just don't know. I, mean, I, I, I expect to see him in an Arsenal shirt in the in, in the fall. I, I I don't think it's as big as you know a. Uh, um, it was Matt Law um, who reported it, oh, yeah. um, and uh, so he's not, you know, uh, the clickbait type journalist. Um, and uh, you know, there could be an issue, but hopefully, you know, Wenger's been always fairly good at managing those situations. And uh, well, these bust ups can heal, and, and it could be just be yeah. hyperbole, but it, would be, it could be frustration. It's a worry, that, that, that it's a worry, but it's a frustration. I, I mean, he should be frustrated, and the other players should be frustrated. You know, it's I, I'm I'm as a as a supporter, I'm more frustrated when I see something like you know like you know, Theo Walcott, who I do expect to leave this summer. West um, West Ham very keen, yeah. I? and uh, I I you know players players like Theo. Um, don't show that disappointment, and I'm more put out by uh, players who aren't disappointed in their performances um, than somebody who's maybe frustrated with the players around him. Um, I think there's already signs that we sounds a bit like Leighton Baines. Yeah, well, we've put in we've put in an, apparently officially we well not officially you know as officially as they come with transfer speculation, but we've put in a 43 euro, million euro uh, bid on. Uh, 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 Jaka, Granite Jaka at uh, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. He's injured now, though, isn't he? I think uh, he's. Uh, I hadn't heard. Yeah, I, no, I got he, injured last week. I, I was reading. It may I'm not, not be sure what it was. I don't know how serious it is. But he's a tardy player, but I thought we're going to have to go he by was almost bequeathed to you since Christmas, is my sure, understanding. Sure, and I mean, he's you know he's signed till twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, but uh, you know, money can always get you out of those things, and the club does have the money to do that. Uh, there's talk about um, Jensen at uh, PSV Eindhoven. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 20 he, or 21, and he's uh, he's put in. I think he had, you know, a, he had a very good goal to, you know, um, goal to minutes played minutes ratio, played yeah. ratio or, or appearances ratio. But I mean, it is the area to be and that's uh, it's a it's a lot easier. It's a crap shoot because you, and and you don't know who you can. We've got mean, Luke can, de Jong who's banging him in for for fun and then, you know couldn't score yeah, on a brothel get, next, next year. So. Suarez uh, or uh, yeah, or Van Persie, a, a little different, you know. yeah, yeah but sure. But it's um, you know there, there's always the possibilities there, and uh, but I think he's going to have to go out and find a forward. And I know it's something that's always said. Well, how, Welbeck, Welbeck's out, out till what September? No, nine months. So he's out into the new year. So January business is taken care of already. Yes, yeah, exactly. like our new signing, like a new signing. And well, it'll be February, March. Yeah, he'll be in. And realistically speaking, that's an Arsenal uh, timeline. So really, he's probably gone for eighteen months. And 
Uh, it's a shame he's come back. He's in. He's found. He found form after you know the first few appearances. Even though he came back and scored right away. I mean, just he's, aside he's from injury, probably a more complete forward. Sage, very very sage sage signing. Yeah. I mean, and uh, it's a meniscus tear, which is a lot harder to recuperate from. The only bright side out of the whole situation possibly is that it's the it's the other knee. But didn't from the, what he had didn't the challenge look rather innocuous? And and but he, he was in immediate pain, and you had to watch it three or four times, and he, he could just see, you could. The, yeah. the point of impact was right, right at the side of the knee. Yeah. You know, it was a poor in, tackle. Inch or two either him. way. Like he, yeah. he made a poor tackle, but it's 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 uh, you know it's it, who doesn't stick their leg in once in a while to try no. and get the pole when you're can't blame back. for that. And, you know the efforts there and everything, and it's just unfortunate. I feel gutted for the lad because he's uh, you know he just he'd spent so much of the time out this season and yeah. uh, he just miss, come back and he'd find his the Euros. You know he he came back and scored four four to five I think for England and uh, four and five. Uh, for England and uh, you know although you've got you know for England in the Euros this year you've got uh, you've got some you've got some firepower up front but you know it's uh, he's a great option but but to be frank we do have a uh, an absolute uh, you have, you have you're spoiled for choice. Yeah, we've got a plethora of strikers. Yeah. I mean, goodness knows. I mean, the people people are debating it until the cows come home. You know, on the likes of Talk Sport. I mean, Kane, Vardy, Sturridge, and, and the list goes on. Rooney in the pocket. Blah blah blah. So. It's it's not a it's not a really massive injury injury blow in a mercenary capacity no. for for England, but no. for Arsenal it is a shame because uh, he's uh, he was a very very good buy. Well, and he's a different impact. player from he's a different player from Giroud, and he's even a different player from any other potential centre forward that we well, bring in. What is it with in. Giroud? But, you know, but he gets he gets so much stick, but if you look at his goals per game ratio, it's pretty bloody good. He's got the style of you know. Of an arthritic emu, you know, he's, he's just—he looks very awkward and clumsy. But his hold-up play is excellent. He's brilliant, and he's always in the right bloody place. His, I think, during his little his his well, not little. It was a long, lengthy stint of of of, uh, of a goalless stretch um, from January into uh, to, to this past weekend. He, some of his little flicks weren't coming off. Um, but he had a lot of near misses. Like they, you know, they were good attempts. They were li- li- like, you know, he had a few. I can't remember which match it was, but it was about three or four weeks ago, and and it was one of those where the keeper was on their, you know, stood on their head and, well, and yeah, took played away, the game of his life. Yeah. To, 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 you know, took away surefire goals, and they were, in, you know, they were headers into the right position and stuff, and that was that's what. Uh, it really, it really wasn't his, his. I don't think a lot of those misses weren't his fault necessarily. They were good. They, he made he made the keepers work and. And, and gave good saves. There were some matches where he was, it had clearly gone to his head. But I, I still rate him as a as a center he's as a, as a, as he's a forward a squad striker. But not he a starter. doesn't he doesn't he needs support because the club needs a different method of attacking. I mean, I've seen many matches where he has started on the bench, and we lack a focal point uh, going forward. There's no target um, man at all no. at Arsenal. But again, it I you know I think still the fundamental biggest problem and our reason for goals drying up because I mean it's unlike a Wenger team to not score a lot of goals, and I really feel the that the biggest impact on the season was Santi Cazorla walking off at the end of uh, in November, mm-hmm. and it lasted okay for a little while. Uh, you know we, we we saw through and got some results you know for the next month. But come Christmas time, after the you know the the, the run of games there, Ozil fell off the map in terms well, of his assist. Didn't he? he had to drop back. Yeah, he's playing uh, a lot deeper. He had, he had to play yeah. a lot deeper and come forward, you know, and bring the ball forward himself. Where 
you know, and there was no re- natural replacement. And in fact, that Ramsey had just come back as well from injury, hadn't gotten back. I mean, he's not the same player. It's funny. It's but, just every but, time I, mean, I talk he, to you, it's, it's like a mash unit, isn't <laughs> he it? He came back from injury yeah, yeah, and yeah. then went off injured again. And uh, it's, uh, you know, and had you maybe had somebody like Wilshire be able to come in and, uh, um, you know, share sort of Santi's role between him and, and uh, Ramsey, to cover that space and then, you know, leave somebody like Coughlin and uh, um, Elmeny when he came in in January to, 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 to cover in front of the, the, the back four, then you really had more of an attacking threat, but it just didn't happen so, because so the players weren't available. Where also now is a combination time. of bad luck and ill preparation. I mean, we had, we had uh, as soon as we were officially mathematically eliminated, um, the, uh, the, the Banger had every single first team player available in training that week the day we got eliminated like the, the day we were mathematically unable to overhaul Leicester we had every player available in training okay, well, well, that next match we lost Murtisacker um, and for the for, you know for the remaining two, two Murtisacker's in the in the Schweinsteiger so League of right Fitness back, now, it right, well it went right back to to losing players again and uh, and I think even uh, somebody else went off and I can't remember now but uh, yeah. anyway Luckless, like you've got a sniper in uh, in the crowd at uh, the Emirates. Here's uh, here's some electronic.
that's Bernard Sumner and uh, Johnny Moore, uh, better known as Electronic from Twisted Tenderness from uh, 2000, that's uh, Prodigal Son, track nine off the LP if you're interested. Um, been talking to Eric about uh, the woes of, uh, of, of, of Arsenal, we've touched upon uh, some other uh, bits and bobs in the world of football. Um, we're going to be hearing something new next off uh, the brand spanking new uh, James record, Girl at the End of the World, which uh, is actually uh, available through their own website, wearejames.com, but is distributed through the mighty, mighty conglomerate that is BMG, which, uh, how much do they own now, Eric? It's about 90% of your European releases. Oh, yeah, I think can be, so. Can be tracked back to BMG records. Um, well, we're going to be playing uh, a track called Catapult uh, in a couple of minutes. So we've, we've talked about Arsenal, we've talked about um, how miserable their season's been in terms of what, what could have been, uh, had you had the foresight to buy and, and had a little bit more luck in, uh, with regards to injury. Uh, just watch Liverpool-Chelsea game, and uh, if you look at Chelsea, you know Terry got redded last game, not going to kick a ball from, for, for them again. Uh, Hazard looks like he's on his way out. Conte chaps got a big, big transition from international football. If Italy get deeper into the tournament this this summer, uh, it's not inconceivable that he might just have three weeks to prepare a team for a, a title challenge. Uh, or at least a European spot challenge. Well, and, and also, uh, being that it's a Euro year, as soon as uh, the proceedings finish this weekend... There's going to be a massive flurry of transfer activity or attempted transfer activity prior to to uh, the players flying off to camps before before uh, the tournament kicks off. And then there'll be a, a, another ridiculous two or three weeks uh, before the season kicks off post-tournament. And then the remainder of the window where that's when... Everybody who hasn't done anything. Well, that's when the really silly panic, stuff... Yeah. Uh, so you'd like to think that the uh, the cleverer teams uh, are recruiting now, and they've got uh, contracts prepped, and there's there's a, there's a lot of talk being bandied around. And uh, Liverpool camp, we've already got Joel Matip from uh, Schalke. We've got uh, Grucic, the Croatian box-to-box midfielder, who's coming. Um, but uh, he, just just in our camp alone, Benteke. I mean, if he doesn't play against West Brom away on uh, on Sunday, or come on come on as a sub next Wednesday in the final. Uh, Benteke, I'm fairly confident he'll not be playing for us. Uh, I don't see him suiting Klopp's uh, style of play. No, but he came on in uh, school I mean, today. Yeah, but sure, uh, yeah. but it's uh, it's one of those things. There was one moment there early early in the match. It was I think it was just after you'd you'd, you'd gone down one nil. Uh, there was a the camera went to Klopp and he was oh he was incandescent. Yeah, Where, you know his jaw that he's got that, that jaw goes. Uh, yeah, he's having two a different, Doesn't set in it. You know, it's a it's a. James Milner was the uh, the the subject of his wrath in that particular instance. He was he was not he was not following up on uh, on Hazard. Uh. No, no, but uh, but but you know that's part of his charm, isn't it? Going yeah. going absolutely ballistic on on the touchline. Um, so Chelsea, I reckon they've got a real 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 situation on their hands. Yaya didn't get his cake. He's buggering off. Uh, City, apart from uh, De Bruyne, uh, Aguero. And Silva are, are, to me, of, of a team riddled with very, very good players, well, but little world class. What was that? Forty-two million pound on Mangala they spent. I mean, that's what we spent on Özil. And I mean, staggering. Get, I mean, I realize they're different players, but but you'd expect you'd expect to get some win some clean. You'd expect yeah. forty-two million pounds on your defender. You'd expect. Well, the whole point with City is if you've got a carte blanche, and that's the best you can do. Yeah. And you know what? what and Mendy made men like. Mangala looked or made Ordemendi look 
like a world-class central defender. Otamendi looks like a meth addict, but that's another subject no, altogether. But compared to Mengele, yeah. I mean, his performances. But look at City. You know, I looked around the stadium uh, last game, and this man, uh, the Pellegrini, he's, he's got a lot of class. He has never uh, risen to being baited. He's always exuded professionalism. Um, he's never ever thrown his players under the bus. He's always took it on the chin. He's honestly one of the more likable managers since they since they won the lottery. Oh, there's no two, there's no two ways about it. But you see him. He's delivered their second their second title. He's gotten this far in the Champions League, which no one else has been able to do. Yeah. And literally, the stadium was a third full when he was addressing them. Yeah. Two thirds of place left, and that's your outgoing manager who's brought you. To the motherland, you know, and it just—it just frankly blows my mind. I, I just don't understand. I've been to the Etihad, and there's always empty seats. This is this is Manchester City, the global brand with inexhaustible cash behind them. It's not fully complete yet. They have to change their logo to match New York City. New York City, City yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it, anyway. Uh, I'm not here to uh, to have a go at City, but I was just absolutely blown away that you got an outgoing was, manager who's been nothing but class for you and won you the league. Who's who's been told six six months ago that he's going to be succeeded? He kept his he just he just kept it uh, for 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 somebody who honestly uh, could phone it in for the rest of the season. Yes, be, yes, because he you know was told that you don't have a job in in you know in five months time and and uh, um, you know that's just that he's he's honestly I mean he'll find work no doubt very quickly. Um, well, you'd like to think so. And he's stated that he wants to stay in uh, in um, in the Premier League. So uh, the merry-go-round is is yet to start, but uh, that that domino effect will come into in, into effect uh, quite quite quickly. I would I would expect to see who goes first. And uh, so we got uh, we talked about Chelsea, touched upon them. Massive task he has ahead. City. Well, as I say, apart from uh, the three I mentioned, that there aren't any other players I'd take off that football team if if, if I had a choice, which speaks volumes, really. Uh, Arsenal, well, well <laughs> we've talked about that till we're blue in the face, and we know that they've got to, that a change must happen, not just in uh, how much you spend, but in terms of uh, the amount of people, the personnel you bring in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, it looks like, you know, Chamberlain's on his way, it looks like uh, Walcott's on his way. Um, and then we, who we knows? We lose Arteta. Um, Arteta's going to coach, Arteta, isn't he? Arteta's going to coach where to be determined yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rosicky's done, and yeah, um, uh, Flamini's gone. Um, and you know, so, so, so much the better. But that's, that's, that's an the awful midfield lot gone. to replace. I mean, it's why it's why the 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 that's the why Granite, Shaka's the, done the the, the, the the rumors too. You know, there's it's, it's 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 there's too much smoke there. Knowing that there's a midfield that's well, going to be there's, depleted, there's too much logic to make that uh, unbelievable. And really. I think I, I I would hope that they've now finally determined that you know, Jack Wilshere can't be counting on for 38 matches <laughs> in a season. <laughs> 38 minutes or matches. Yeah, 38. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and, 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 you know, and, and, and uh, you know, I, it'd be, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, a club like West Ham is going to be able to attract. Well, that's what, we, um, yeah, exactly. West Ham with, uh, you saw, you saw the hoo-ha yesterday with the, with the pomp and circumstance. And it, you know, if you've ever been to Upton Park, fair play. It really is an intimidating, yet, if you're on the other side of the fence, a warm ground for them. I mean, the atmosphere is... Uh, it's a rare atmosphere, mm-hmm. uh, and that will be missed. It will be missed a lot, and uh, it won't. Yeah, it'll be missed in football. It won't. It won't. It won't gut their sort of familial re- 
um, and parochial support because the Stratford Stadium is not that far away. No, I used to live in Plasto, just down the way there, so it's, I know it's, it's down the road. Yeah. But it's the it's the gentrifying of, of football, particularly in London, more than any other. Uh, well, any between other area. West Ham and you lot, I mean, watching football is it's 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 almost like the height of luxury and. Uh, and and the, the atmosphere that you witnessed and we saw on the telly yesterday, which was palpable, I mean that's that's, that's just physically impossible yeah. to 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 uh, to reproduce at uh, the, the new stadium. So, so West Ham, having said that, uh, they hang on to Payet, uh, Lanzini, and, and and the rest. That they've got a very very mm-hmm. very good you football get a season team. Out of Carroll, I mean he's oh, still Carroll. got he's still got, he's, he's clearly got goals in him against well, us. He's enjoying himself, <laughs> and that and that's the key. When Carroll's enjoying himself, yeah. he, he's 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 a, he's a real threat. So there's West Ham, of course. They'll, they're hold, they'll, hold, they'll surely hold on to Reed now at this point. Yeah, uh, with, with European football, we scored the last ever goal at uh, Upton Park. So there yeah. you go, and and then. Uh, we'll talk we've talked about Man United in, in a small capacity but uh, pending the results this weekend if Man U do not make it I, I think it's a it really is a catastrophe for them for, for, for several reasons one one being that they'll have Thursday night football on Sunday games which we all know has an effect uh, it's far from ideal uh, plus of course the obvious distraction you actually play more games if the deeper you get into the Europa League than you would be in the Champions League yeah. which is nonsensical at best uh, and then you've got, uh, of course, the, the Van Gaal, Mourinho ongoing saga with the, with the board split and all this nonsense. And then you've got, who are we going to buy? How can we tempt him to come and play for this geezer? Uh, and uh, that's a, a, a debate that uh, could rage on forever, but uh, not the most charismatic chap in the world, not the most liked chap in the world. I think it will mark the end for gigs because he's too busy... Uh, Bonking his sister, bonking his uh, his brother's <laughs> sister at the minute for the second time, uh, so it, it really is a mess. And, and I think that uh, those those Man United fans who are not worried, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a health a healthy dose of denial that they're uh, participating in. But if it was me, I'd be worried. I'd also be worried for Liverpool if if we had Brendan Rodgers in, in charge. But we have we have a manager that people will come to that he, that people will want to play for. So uh, if I'm a Man United fan. If I don't finish fourth, I'm hoping to goodness that there is some transfer yeah. activity that's going to make intrinsic sense on the pitch for the club uh, uh, in, in the offing. Otherwise, they could be distracted again with the Europa League and amongst other things and the expectations of, of getting further and further through domestic cup competitions. And De Gea spends nightmare. A, De Gea spends a summer with with the Spanish side and uh, oh, there's no he'll two have whispers right. in his ears again. He's going to personally go to the Bernabeu and fix that bloody fax machine. So in, in you know for yeah. when the offer goes through yeah. in, in August, it's going to be operable. And I'm sure Xavi will uh, have plenty of uh, you know mention his DNA uh, a few times and uh, yes, um, yeah, that's, it, that's it, it's, you know the, the, so he's going to be distracted and their best players are. Their best players are in their early twenties, and f- as an Arsenal fan, as a, can can attest, you can't bank on young players to get you through this, the, the grind of of a thirty eight match Premier League season. And they 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 will have their dips and forms. Thirty eight plus Europe, and, FA Cup, and, and League Europe Cup. And FA, yeah. So the two teams that we've not touched upon, who are a part of uh, the elite chasing the, the silverware next year. Um, Leicester obviously as champions uh, the, the one player I can see leaving uh, would be Kante because of his, uh, his his age the season that he's had the clause, the buyout clause which is a meagre 20 million quid yeah. uh, Vardy at 29, this season could have been a gross anomaly because last season he, he was okay yeah. 
this season, well, we all know what happened this season. I mean, his speed won't drop off, and that was his biggest asset. But it's but pushing it, it 30, depends, though. Yeah, and it really depends on the configuration of the team behind him after that. I mean, are they going to be, you know, even is, is, is I can't believe I'm, you know, saying this is a championship winning side. Is Robert Huth going to have, you know, the again? Uh, in defense next to Westmore. I mean, Morgan was, was, was the pillar back there. Well, but, what, but the I question mean, that you've posed could be applied to Morgan, Drinkwater. Sure. The, the whole shooting match, can, can, it can be applicable to, to them because Leicester, God love them. You know, they used to live around that area, got lots of mates there, and it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a great part of the world, and I'm really, really happy for them. But uh, I've never seen a side overachieve for as long as they have because on paper of course if football was paper <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't have an awful lot to talk about but um, every single one of those players because we've all seen Robert Huth play we've all seen Morgan play we've all yeah. seen Drinkwater play we've all seen Albrighton play we've all seen Schmeichel with his howlers it didn't happen this season no. so being I'm, I'm not a betting man and never will be I'd be destitute if I was <laughs> That's not going to happen again. No, I mean, Ranieri, I mean, you know, he kept all season, did, you know, we want to get 40 points, got 40 points. Well, he had 40 points at Christmas. And, <laughs> uh, and, and then, you know, but uh, even now he's, al- you know, he's already saying, you know, we're, we're, we're aiming for 10th place. And uh, um, I, I suspect they, they have the potential of doing more than that, but you add midweek matches all of a sudden. Too right. Even even if they don't make it out of the group There's stage. There's the magic ingredient. It's all new to them. Even if they don't them. make it out of the group stage, that's a lot of that's the potential of a lot of points lost in the first half of the season. Well, he's done that. He's done that. He he personally has done that in Italy himself. He knows what it is, but the players themselves have not had that experience. I mean, when he's in Italy, the players he's inherited have been in European competition numerous times mm-hmm. for, 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 for many years in a row. Uh, it's going to be a, a cultural... Uh, Epiphany, I think, for a lot of the Leicester players, and and just those alternating Wednesday Saturday games uh, is going to be a bit of a revelation for them. Uh, so anyway, uh, maybe a Leicester supporter out there can can email us the you know the number of the number of matches played by each Leicester current Leicester player mm. who've had experience in Europe elsewhere. Be a short list. Yeah, and yeah. a very short number of matches. Very short list, and, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, it's, not, it's I'm not that anal about the stats, but <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a fairly nominal list. Um, so that's not completely right. It's giving you an off, opportunity to give the Twitter handle yeah. out there. Oh, the, yeah. the, the Twitter <laughs> handle, which is near Perf Pitch. I couldn't get perfect because you can't have that many characters, which I think is ridiculous. Near Perf Pitch. No, you can't have that much insight on Twitter. No, no. And you've also got... Uh, the email address which you can send your uh, vitriol or request to which is nearperfectpitch at gmail.com and the near perfect page uh, near perfect page near perfect pitch page so Peter Piper picked a pick sorry no, that's a near perfect it. pitch on face on, on Facebook um, so there's loads of ways to keep in touch uh, so the only team we haven't talked about are uh, our Spurs and two trains of thought did they peak and, and is that it and is there going to be a capitulation or is it just to be continued and uh, I am not stupid enough to commit to either uh, they've got the potential to uh, to keep it up they've played some of the best football I've seen in a long time uh, and they I know the best manager they've had out of the 14 in no the two last ways 20 about, years no two and, ways about um, and they, I, know, I know you have an innate aversion to them but you know we're talking about football and we're trying to be objective as yeah. opposed to subjective uh, let's be honest they had a heck of a season they played some wonderful stuff 
it was the dawn of seeing some players that you didn't expect, like Deli Ali and, and Dyer. I mean, I think Deli Ali is for, actually for England, the player. He, it's the player an incredible circumstance. It pains me to say such things. He's, but he's, he is, he's, he's, he's all that he's, and more. On the I first show, on the first show, I talked to uh, the first show of this rendition of uh, of NPP. We uh, I talked to Howard Gale, ex Liverpool, Birmingham City player, and he was talking specifically about Deli Ali, and uh, we'd been courting him as a club, and even had him to Melwood and uh, train with the lads, and uh, one of those typical slip through your fingertips type. Uh, uh, Circumstances which you're talking about having signed Ronaldo. Uh, talking and, about yeah. uh, the, the Liverpool, the Liverpool era of late in terms of making some really, really major gaps in terms of buying, buying the wrong player or letting letting the right player go uh, for, uh, for for penny pinching purposes or whatever it might be. So, yeah, Dele Alli's the real deal, and I think uh, he's got an opportunity to show that he's the real he deal. That scored against Palace. Stupid. I mean, it was uh, you know. It, Again, I say it pains me to say it, but I mean that was one of the goals of the season, if not one of, like, if not. I mean, no, it was it was it was ridiculous. It's one of those goals that you reluctantly acknowledge and go fantastic, yeah. and wasn't wearing a red shirt, but it's still. They can't. also one 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 thing about Spurs this season that I, you know they were at the bottom of the uh, injury mm. table all year long. That's ironic because they're they're usually not remotely blessed in that department, no, somewhat no, like yourselves. And and and. and I, it wasn't even until uh, late that uh, um, they lost. Um, uh, oh my God! Um, Think Pooba, come on. Belgian twat. I mean. Oh, we're going to get the CRTC Dembele. Yeah, no, no, the Belgian. There's two of them there. Vertonghen is the defender. He went out. He went out for six weeks. But old Toby filled in, didn't he? And that's just it. He came in and and. Looked even looked looked the part, and you know, so it just there was nothing went the wrong way, and uh, yeah, everything went right for them. So that that's why the one train of thought is, was this the year, and will it never repeat itself, no. or is it just the beginning of bigger and better things? Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, pending not losing players, uh, and uh, maybe making a signing or two, they're going to be there or thereabouts. They're a top four team. Yeah. Um, they're one of the few I can actually hang my hat on and say, if I were a betting chap, I'd say Spurs would be top four. Um, I, I can't say the same with any degree of confidence about Man City. I can't say anything uh, along the lines of, of the same thing with, with regards to, to Chelsea, Man United, ourselves, even you. So it's uh, already, before we've even kicked a ball in the new season, <laughs> the implications, the permutations, just mind-blowing really no. and that's not to mention uh, we've got uh, Burnley Middlesbrough coming up and another one so that'll add a bit uh, two more northern clubs coming up possibly another one we could use a couple of those uh, old Middlesbrough, uh, Middlesbrough results uh, that we used to ring up uh, in the early 2000s yeah but that was a different side and Middlesbrough know. good for six points but we lose yeah. the, you know the league loses uh, uh, Newcastle and Sunderland and uh, are replaced by uh, by Middlesbrough. Uh, it's time that we stop talking about football just for for a mo yep. or two. Let's let's play some uh, let's play some tunes and let's get some James on. It's my shout. This wine is melting the Taste and what I might say 
That's Mull Historical Society. I quite like them. I've just been tinkering around online, and I've got uh, I've got four of their four of his records. Essentially, the chap called uh, Colin McIntyre is a Mull Historical Society, and uh, on their own official website, there's a new record coming out. Is excellent. I had no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite excited. You know, I was on the mailing list for this, uh, and, I, and I didn't receive anything about this. Uh, perhaps it felt through the Canadian government uh, email subscription. Could well be. Filters. Could well be. CRTC sent to sent to spam, and uh, yeah, it was out April the eighth. I'm gonna have to buy that later when I get home. It's called a Dear Satellite. I even missed uh, 2012. There is uh, City Awakenings. You uh, missed that, album. did you? Well, anyway, that was uh, that was. Uh, this is not who we are. Uh, I love that song. That's from the album Loss. And uh, I'm going to buy the new one and play some stuff from that forthcoming. That sounds great. So before we uh, leave you, this is uh, soon going to end the uh, third rendition of uh, Near Perfect Pitch. What should we talk about, Eric? I, 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 just before before you arrived, I was talking about there's a new Slow Dive record coming out. Rachel was banging on about it on Facebook today. On yeah. Um, we know about minor victories. We talked about that last week, and that's that's either ne- next week or the week after. And also was mentioning to uh, uh, the peeps that um, around Manchester today, loads of citrus and lemon uh, uh, artwork going up all over the place, and many are thinking that there's going to be a Stone Roses announcement uh, in some some shape or form. Well, they've got dates this summer. They have uh, dates. Twenty fifth anniversary, but, everything. But they're thinking more of a more in terms of you know a record. Yeah. So. Uh, Stay tuned to social media. 2016's been good so far. Uh, I, I I mentioned the uh, the money album to you last week. Well, uh, I I gave you kudos earlier for that because I played a track from that, and that that was one of those instances where, in the past, we've done this. You know, we've got we've got a if we were two sort of sets of a Venn diagram, that our intersecting area is quite large in terms of. But you know, occasionally we turn each other onto a something that we didn't ordinarily know ourselves. Uh, so yeah, that's been a good year in terms of bands coming that's back. That's come out, uh, Frightened Rabbit. Frightened Rabbit, album. yeah. We, we talked about that last week. We uh, got Big Radiohead dropped on uh, Sunday. Did you get the whole thing? Did you? Did oh you yes, I've been, I've, it's probably it's the only thing that's played on my uh, Fair on, on my iPhone since, yeah. uh, since Sunday. It was recent so. Sunday, yeah. So yeah, yeah I played. We would play Burn the Witch, but we'll be playing more from that. Happy to get the uh, finally get uh, True Love Waits as a uh, as a as a proper album track. Yeah, uh, you know he played. They played it live. Back How many versions of that have you got on bootleg? Yeah, don't even yeah. ask. Shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't uh, even I was, ask. Browse, I was I was doing a, a compare side to side era, <laughs> a listen to listen comparison on uh, on, uh, on my with uh, my iTunes catalog uh, late on uh, on on Monday night, and uh, it was uh, um, there's a lot more going on on the song now, and it's it's very cool. Yeah, well, it only took them goodness knows how long to write. So we talked about we talked about trash cans and arches. Lush, Lush have made a comeback. Lots of good albums this year and from well, from bands who've had a sabbatical. Well, James, I mean, James, they, James. they've still been putting things out, but uh, that good. sounded better than most uh, of their recent. Some of the some of those EPs. Well, James, James, like. completest, and this is a uh, it's a fine record. Yeah. Probably the best best the last four. This is the best of the last four, yeah. uh, but uh, their, their output's been prolific. Um, what am I looking forward to? What have I got coming in the post? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, I, was, I mentioned last week. I don't know if you're here, but uh, we we're talking about Shaq. Yes. And uh, yeah, yeah. Mike Ledden uh, and the Red Elastic Band uh, recorded, uh, well, didn't record, but it was a, uh, an outtakes record which got pulled. I managed to find myself a promo copy, and uh, Posty couldn't do it this week. The same, the very same Posty that took 
best part of five weeks to get my Steve Mason record, which I should have bought digitally. That was ex- that's been that. Is that not a, a magic record? It is. It's. It, it's. Oh, he can, he can that's, do. that's that album that had. If we were both still in record stores, we could. Uh, we could. Uh, um, you know, we could do the uh, the the, the um, John Cusack. I'm going to sell. Yes. Ten copies of Beta Band right now. So. Yeah. Too right. Too right. Yeah. By the end of today, I will have referred ten people to the new Steve Mason record. Um, yeah, so that, that one is a, a standout for me. I'm just trying to think what I've got in the post because I've always got stuff in transit. There's actually a new four. There's a, there's a, a recent fall EP. People are getting sick to death of me playing a lot of fall, but if you listen to this, this podcast ongoing, you're going to hear the fall a lot in as much as you will hear uh, a litany of stuff from, uh, from Liverpool, Manchester, Scotland. Uh, you get the drift, don't you? Uh, so don't forget to, to keep in touch. Um, spread the word to those who care. I've already received a series of nice emails. Uh, It's very hard to launch something like this uh, from scratch. It it gradually and organically gains momentum uh, by word of mouth and and being able to to share it with with people's interests. Uh, The show in its previous rendition as as two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, uh, a live radio show is is a whole different animal. Um, And uh, this is my attempt, anyway, to try and continue that uh, with with the with the, with the music and football angle, and hopefully a bit of uh, semi-intelligent banter in, interwoven uh, between all all the tunes and, and the guests and the interviews. Um, but I need your help to to share it with people. It's free. Send them the send them the, the URL, and uh, if you've got two or three hours to spare any given week or or bored at work, just have it on. Like the, the Facebook page. Like the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter retweet the tweets and tweet the retweets and retweet the tweets and all that business and also drop me a line whether it's verbal abuse or otherwise at uh, nearperfectpitch at gmail.com um, so we'll hope to have some new uh, new tunes uh, I'm going to be as, as with the last show I was perpetually blaming my postman because <laughs> at, at one point I thought he was like listening to my stuff carefully resealing it no, no he was listening to it then copying it then you know resealing it and then Eventually, it made its way to me after he's copied everything. You're giving your postman an awful lot of credit for his uh, musical taste. No, he doesn't look. He doesn't look like. Uh, he doesn't look like he's got a, a very similar record collection to mine. He, he looks like he's got a lot of Shania Twain in his uh, in his collection. You my do posted. live in that part of the city. I do, I do, and uh, uh, you know. But having said that, if he if he was doing that, all he had to do was ask. That's true. Just had to ask. I, I like to share. You'd have brought him in. You brought him. No, brought him in. sit him in the basement, give him a pair of cans, and yeah, listen to it, mate. So. Um, I want some requests because every week we're going to be playing a cover version. We're going to be playing a hat trick. We're going to start getting more and more features as, as things steadily progress. Uh, any ideas for interviews, people that you might want me to talk to or uh, or to talk about? Uh, I'm, I'm all ears because it's just me and, and, and Eric when, whenever he can... Uh, wherever he can make it and, and get, get his backside down here and contribute to the show. I'm hoping to have uh, uh, some, uh, at least two interviews uh, next week, uh, one of which will be with Matt from Dodgy, as I mentioned, uh, and uh, trying to line another couple as well. I'm trying to get to talk to Ian McNabb from iSchoolWorks, uh, who Matt is playing drums for on tour, uh, because uh, I love Ian McNabb, but my goodness me, he wears his heart on his sleeve. If you're a friend of Ian's on Facebook, he is the man putting the world to rights single-handedly no other man has so much bile and vitriol as Ian McNabb and I mean that in the nicest nicest possible way on a parting note Eric before I before I play the last track which I'll just set up right now um, let's just say for instance you're listening to this on a Friday 
this next tra next track will be immensely apropos. We're going to be playing uh, the full length version of uh, of Weekender, uh. courtesy of uh, Mr. Mr. Weatherall. Um, anything that you want to talk about? Because I mean, uh, we'll talk about the football retroactively, and uh, we'll, we'll have a we'll roundtable at the uh, in a, uh, you know week or maybe at the weekend after the FA Cup. And well, actually, next, next the, week, ne the, uh, next Champions week, final, we ne can next week if we can. Uh, I won't be recording on a Wednesday because that's the Europa League final, so we might have to do something different next week. Oh, you want to watch that? Um, yeah, I've got, yeah. I've got a slight interest in it. But I'm hoping that we can, uh, between you and I, we can get uh, maybe, maybe maybe talk to Simon Bev and get him on the other mic uh, and get uh, get, a, get a QPR fan's uh, input. And uh, he's quite a, quite quite an intelligent chap when it comes to all things football and even tunes too. Yeah. He knows his stuff, doesn't he? So uh, we'll be back next week. Um, don't forget where we are. On, on Tinterweb and all that stuff. So here's Flowered Up. I forget what year this was released in. 92. 1992. That, that cover is a 1992 cover. 92 cover. My God. On, uh, it's, on almost, Heavenly. it's almost reminiscent of Radiohead's Drilly P. It uh, is a little cover, bit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it looks like it's sort of same, like... It had the same paint spotter on it. Yeah, he got the same graphic designer with the same uh, with the same font and the same uh, and the same knife and to the cut same, them out and glue it on. Yeah, and the same e-peel. Yeah, so on <laughs> Heavenly Records... Flowered up weekender. Let's just pretend you're listening to this on a Friday and you've got uh, two days of unmitigated debauchery, fun, and frivolity ahead of you.
Make no bones about it. That is the weekend anthem. That is a flowered up weekender. Thanks so much for listening to uh, Near Perfect Pitch. Back next week. Much love. Thanks very much.